This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I just love that fart horn so much. Right? <laughs> it's so good. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's MCU in review rewatch. Of course, we love to rewatch some of our favorite and least favorite Marvel movies leading into their new iterations. And we got Thor, Love, and Thunder coming out in just a few short weeks. So, of course, we're rewatching all the Thors. We got to see where it all began back in 2011. Uh, this week, we're doing Thor 1. Next week, we got Thor 2 following week we got thor ragnarok and then it's the big one thor love and thunder but that's not all of the in review action this week we are also going back to pixar in review so if you have any interest in our thoughts on Lightyear, come back on friday and you'll be able to get those of course i'm tim gettys and i'm joined by the nitro rifle himself andy cortez great afternoon everybody it's a great time to be re-watching these movies a movie that's better than incredible hulk one and Right on our group for today, we got a smaller cast than normal. The one and only producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. But I got a big heart. And Tim, I want to talk to you about something. Andy, Please do. I would like you to take notes on this because I want okay. I want this to be an official uh, I want this to be in the official annals of kind of funny history. Mm-hmm. I don't love that the I have beard, eyeliner but, to write down if you yeah, like. Yeah, please write it down on your arm. Okay. So please start taking this this dictation. I don't love that your beard is growing in. Now I know it's I know it's appropriate for Thor because he has a weird beard in this. Not saying you have a weird beard. I get it. His beard in this was weird weird right now. Mm -hmm. Your beard is is looking like his in this, and that it's obviously a little it's a little too short. Want to get a little longer. Mm -hmm. Having said that, we just watched Jurassic Park, Fallen Kingdom, Dominion, World. Mm -hmm. And he still has that really kind of gross. Yeah, you're fine. Just right, gross mustache, Chris Pratt. Oh, and I it. think I really, I really liked the the mustache look that you had there. Where it was just like a firefighter that that doesn't want to run too far in order to save mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I that's you just nailed me. That's yeah. fantastic. I mean, I'll take firefighter. No one else has ever called me a firefighter in my life, so I'll take it in the same way that no one's ever called me daddy in my life until Blessing did last week, wow. and that was, was a whole graphic. fun thing. It was my old age. Yeah. It was. Uh, but of course, this is kind of funny. He's in review. I already went over all of that. But you can watch it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review. And we'll be right there for you. If there is a franchise that you love or hate, chances are we have already reviewed it, if not rewatched it on this series. So go check it out there. If you wanted to get the show ad free, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, where you can watch the show live, just like our Patreon producers can molecule Fargo Brady and Gordon McGuire. Today we're brought to you by Shopify and athletic greens. But I'll talk about those later. Let's get right into it. Thor. 
the original, released on May 6, 2011. The idea that Marvel Studios has been going long, going on long enough that that is over 10 years ago that Thor came out. Wow. Ah, man, I can't believe that. Wow. Uh, a runtime of one hour and 54 minutes, a simpler time, uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh, who, Nick, do you have any fun stats or facts about that man? Well, I mean, if, you, if you're not familiar with Kenneth Branagh, you probably are. You've probably seen him in a lot of things. He's an actor, first and foremost, and a very good director. Um, I always talk about how his Hamlet wow. uh, was the version that we watched uh, when, uh, when when we were in high school watching Hamlet, right? Everyone's like, we should watch the Mel Gibson version. And my teacher was like, no, the Kenneth Branagh Hamlet is the best movie uh, adaptation of Shakespeare's work. Uh, you've seen Kenneth Branagh a lot, not the least of which is he is Poirot. He's playing that detective now in uh, Murder on the Orient Express and the new one with Gal Gadot about the Nile, which which the Death, the, on, the Death, Nile. Death on the Nile. He is that is Kenneth Branagh. So you're like, oh my god, he's that's been crazy. And yes, you're right. That is. Him. I didn't. I didn't know he was a director. How did? Yeah, I, he directs I, a lot of stuff. I, all I remember him from is Dunkirk. Like mm -hmm. I remember him yes. as the guy. At the, he was the not the director guy. of that though. That was a a, a young un, upstart unknown. Yeah, some, guy, some indie director. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the music was done by Patrick Doyle. Uh, it is one of the the first original themes in the MCU, where characters actually get their own theme. Thor gets his theme here, and we get hints of it in the the future movies, uh, including Ragnarok, kind of having a couple moments of it. Nick, I'm sorry, Andy, I totally forgot. You'll know him as the giant spider from Wild Wild West. Shut the fuck up. He is the bad guy in that movie. Oh my god! I yeah. did holy shit! I thought you were trolling me right now. This, no, this has been a roller coaster. This has been a know, roller coaster. It's a lot of emotions. Did you know <laughs> that um, in the Wild Wild West movie, um, the director who was Barry Sonnenfeld, mm -hmm. also the director um, of Men in Black, yeah, would only direct it. Basically, he had this idea of I want a robotic spider, mm -hmm. and it's he basically just made this movie to have a robotic spider in it like you know it's all you know, it's almost like a rock vin diesel thing kevin where it's like they can't die or they can't get beat up this guy had this thing written in his contract where like he just needed a robotic spider in something it, do you know this, thing, this right? is the reason why they that kevin smith didn't do uh the superman movie with him because he was gonna do the superman movie with kevin smith and he was going to have Kevin Smith, right? This is 100% true. He was going to yeah, have Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith tells write the story. It, in, in and an Kevin Smith, Smith was like, and then he was like, I want a giant robot spider, spider. to be the enemy at the end. And what? Kevin Smith was he said, like, I want that... Superman to fight a, a robot spider. And, and he was like, that's be, not yeah. going to work. So <laughs> he, like, Kevin Smith was like, I'm out of this project. Thank you very much. And this has been happened. the greatest interview. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that being Barry Sonnenfeld. I think it was the producer of the movie. I could, I could be wrong. It might be. Yeah, up. John Peters is. Yeah, uh, I think it was, was that guy because Kevin it's Smith tells the story about how he had to go over to the guy's house and and the guy sat on the couch and he had to read him the script. He was like, "I want you to read this to me while I stare at the ceiling and visualize." And he was like, "This is weird." <laughs> Let's see how producer John Peters and a giant spider nearly ruined Superman. Yeah, this yeah. is a, a definitely an article. And there's the picture of Nick Cage yeah. as the Superman. But yeah, I remember just hearing about the Wild Wild West story. I've told that story before, yeah. but I didn't know it also great. affected Superman. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. that's, oh, yeah. that's my favorite thing, too, about doing these rewatches. Our chances are, Andy, 
You've told that story on this very show. Oh yeah, six years ago. Or but now the people, the first people that watch this, now their kids can enjoy it because they're old exactly. enough to listen to podcasts. That's how that works. Uh, this one had a budget of 150 million and a box office of 449.3 million. Right Again, here. a very quaint time for the MCU. Like it's kind of fun to go back and look at these the stats for all this, where it's just so wildly different from the if it ain't hitting two billion, it ain't an event. You know, kind of crazy times. Um, but yeah, with all of that said, I want to get right into it. Andy Cortez, what did you think rewatching Thor for the first time in at least five years? It's interesting trying, it's interesting getting the less comedic take on it. Like, obviously, there's still some, there's still goofs in this movie, there's still one liners, they still try to have the characters be cute and bumbly and stuff like that. But they were really going for this fantasy epic tone that uh it's i'm so glad they no longer try to strive for that after yeah. part two because it just it just never worked um goddamn the dutch angles i'm sh- i know we mentioned that the first time but holy shit it just feels like it feels like i was given a cut where they were accentuated even more to see if i'd notice it's <laughs> like yeah, yeah. they are so fucking wild in some of these moments um I think the movie uh, overall, I think it's uh, deserving of being as low as it is on our list because uh, I don't think it does necessarily anything special. Um, I think it's funny to kind of it, it almost takes a full movie to get the Loki that we know now. Um, his characterization is just so much more muted and toned down than uh that we're used to or that we've been used to for the last 15 years or whatever the fuck uh no well this came out in 2011 you know what i mean um i feel like it wasn't until the end that we got that smirk where he smiles and sticks his tongue out a little bit he always does like a like one of these little things uh and it, it took the whole movie to get that and it's it's kind of bizarre to see uh to see loki in that way uh there's some goofy shit near the end that i just don't love on the rainbow bridge when loki tricks him I need some music. I need. He goes, ha ha! <laughs> I need something there, Tim. It is so goofy, dude. Like, it's shot as if it hadn't been edited yet. Like, they're like, all right, we have this one shot. We're going to get a couple different angles, but here's the one shot we have so far. And they just decided to run with that. I just think it plays out really oddly uh, on camera. Like, there's no, like, big music hit or any any big sort of strings or anything like that. It just kind of happens, and it's really mm-hmm. odd looking. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a fine movie. It's kind of the the stereotypical average Marvel movie. Nothing kind of great about it and nothing super offensive where you kind of like, oh, that's awful. I'd say like it's it's pretty like, yeah, this is the standard. Nicholas. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember being higher on this movie than, than everyone else just because I, I think it's a really fun time. It's it's simpler. It is Marvel 1.0. They definitely did not have any of the characters. And it still kind of smacks um, of Hollywood trying to kind of figure out what this genre was going to be able to offer. And obviously, we're going to go into the next one next week uh, where I think was kind of the bottom uh, we hit hitting kind of rock bottom for uh, for old Thor, but then of course, little did we know he was going to get skyrocketed to heights well beyond anyone else's imagination. But I think there's a lot to like about this movie, and I, on this rewatch, I, I was I was I thoroughly enjoyed going back and watching it. It was slightly more critical eye to write the the plot synopsis. Um, 
And I, I stand by the fact that I think he's and Natalie Portman have fun chemistry in this. I think it's silly. It's a fish out of water story. And in, in a lot of ways, it's a re-origin story, right? It is Thor's origin for us. But really, it's about Thor becoming, you know, what, or getting on the path of what it takes to be king and to lead his people. And that's going to obviously, knowing what we know now, it's so cool to see sort of like where that story goes, the origins and how that kind of leads to like to Valkyrie kind of being king and all that stuff. And and now seeing the trailer for Love and Thunder where he's like stepping away from the whole thing, man, I got to go find myself and get into the wind. So um, but I, I always whenever this is on or whenever I whenever I get a chance to watch this, I think it's kind of fun to go back and watch it. And it's it's not an unenjoyable time, but it definitely definitely could have used about 100 percent less Dutch angles. Yeah, and and the cast of characters he's got, his little motley crew is just well, some of the so, most useless stuff. The Warriors, you know, but but that's the saddest part about it, right? And that's what I always think about, right? I wrote a note in here too, as well for um for Lady Sif specifically. It's that those characters are so thoroughly underutilized. Those are definitely people who are like, we got to put these characters in. Whereas if Taika Waititi had directed them, if they had written them, they would have. They're not going to so kill much- them off. Taika would never just like kill them off randomly and like have it not matter at all. He would never do that. Well, that's fair, but uh, but I I do think that their back and forth would have been a little less like it, it's just written from a perspective of someone who I don't think necessarily appreciated what they had. I think you could have done a lot more with that, specifically with the cast of actors that they had. Um, and I think they said, let's I, th- I think we're kind of stuck in the late 90s, early 2000s with with those specific characters. And they really dragged down the movie. By the time we get to Main Street, where they're for no, no reason walking down broad daylight Main Street, and it just feels hollow and weird. And there's a Dutch angle on it that makes it look like a Xena Warrior Princess show, whatever network that was on. USA. Just, and they even make that comment where it's like, oh, it's Xena. They make a, a mildly racist comment about uh, about uh, Hogan. <laughs> he calls him Jackie Chan. I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. But um, but yeah, it looks like a USA Network show at that point. Um, and everything everything around there, unfortunately, drags it down a little bit. But man, I'll tell you what. If you're not fucking hyped when he grabs that hammer and you see all of the armor go back onto his arm and they just have that one cut <laughs> just in case you forgot what the whole movie was about where it's anthony hopkins mouth and he's like whosoever holds the hammer may he be worthy <laughs> shall possess the power of thor and it is just that that soundtrack that they never used again kicks in and it's so fucking good and he just puts that he just takes that hammer and crams it through the destroyer's fucking mouth come on dude that's a hype ass moment that's like yeah. top that's at least top 23 hype-ass moments in the, in the MCU. <laughs> and, and before Tim pops in, I want to also shout out the – I think the costumes are fantastic in this movie. Like, I, I feel love, like – Yeah, I always, I always loved that they went with the comic book accurate, like, nine I just love the hard surface look of everything. Loki's looks awesome. Um, I love Loki's helmet. I just think that, like, everything has a really cool brushed metal vibe to it. And they just, I think they kicked ass with the – yeah, with the costumes. And then I also just wanted to shout out one more time the, the the little crew that he has. It feels as if this movie went through rewrites and maybe the newer writer didn't really love that the cast, that this other sort of like motley crew was with him. So he kind of had to write them out in a way that <laughs> just just get them out of the movie. We don't necessarily want them here. So they it just felt like they were in a different cut. They had a bigger role. Well, they don't. Yeah, they don't feel like real characters. And that's the that's the biggest sin is that now looking at them, every character we see now that's a side character 
in the back of my brain, I'm like, if I were directing or producing this, I'd be like, we got to make sure we treat this character with respect because they might have a Disney Plus show or they might be the standalone character that gets a spinoff movie one day that we just want to develop into the next big franchise, especially knowing where Thor started and how big Thor is in the MCU now. Like when I watch this movie, you, you see Thor versus the Dark Elves, whatever the second one was, you're like, dude, Thor is done. We don't need to everything about him again. <laughs> but then when we get to Ragnarok, you're like, oh, we can take these side characters as long as we flesh them out and treat them like 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 lady sif being just kind of there and and kind of being so one-dimensional is just it's it's a missed opportunity let's just put mm-hmm. it that way tim what did you think of thor you know it's it's interesting i'm right there with you guys but like i i think i'm even a little closer to nick on this where um it, it's a combination of this is my third time ever watching this movie if i remember correctly the first time was when it first came out and i remember not watching this in theaters where i was just kind of like eh I don't really care about Thor. I'm extremely jazzed about the the prospect of the Avengers coming soon, but uh, we'll we'll see how we get there. And it was such a different time, obviously. And I remember watching it um, in at my old house in my room uh, by myself, and it finishing being like, I actually really liked that. I can't believe I liked the Thor movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was for the time and for what it was. I, it wasn't my favorite movie ever or anything, but I was very impressed with what they did. And then I remember rewatching it when we did in, in review the first time and being in a fairly similar place where I was like, okay, this definitely is not nearly as good as the majority of the MCU movies at this point. But I think that for the fact that it is, Kev, can you bring up the ranking? Actually, um, the fact that Thor won is as low as it is on our list it is number 33 out of 34 the only thing lower than it is thor the dark world and you know uh, the numbers next to it hulk and moon knight and whatever you can move any which way a little bit and i think it's okay but overall like like one spot up eh, maybe 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 we'll have to find out in a couple weeks if we watch the incredible hulk (laughs) and leading into she hulk maybe maybe but um looking at this here it's like i i think this is the right kind of placement for it but i think that's more a testament to how much i really just like the mcu and how even at its worst i mean we'll see next week with dark world if i i stand by this but like this is really not bad kind of like what andy was saying it's not offensive it's not like the majority of a lot of the other superhero movies, when we start talking about the bottom of the lists, like they're a lot more atrocious and being on the bottom of a list this long and it being this. Okay. I'm pretty, pretty stoked about, cause I think there's a lot of, a lot of good from this movie. Um, I agree. The Dutch angles are hilarious and do get in the way of the, the emotion every once in a while. And it kind of reminds me of Transformers. It's distracting. It reminds me of it's shot like Megan Fox is on a motorcycle, but Megan Fox nor motorcycle are in the shot. It's just it's like a weird, a weird kind of feeling throughout the whole thing. But to Andy's point, the costumes look amazing. Um, I love the use of color of everything being so dull and so muted. But Loki is this beautiful green and gold and Thor is this silver and blue and red. You always know where they're at and getting the I, I think that the the structure of this movie is pretty interesting and they wouldn't do things like that these days but opening it with natalie portman's crew situation thor kind of falls from the sky and then it's like where did he come from and then it just like cuts to a backstory to get back to that point like it's kind of nifty little cute yeah i like it i like it yeah i love the the joke of her hitting him twice with the car it's it's a much smaller movie than i think you know you when you go back and watch it again because a lot of it just takes place in that little tiny cute town that i have to imagine is a real town uh somewhere because it's like the town you say that's like a podunk 
It is a podunk town, you know. Um, But but yeah. But the last thing I want to say is like I I do think that uh, some of the action scenes are actually really fucking rad. I think the the ice. The fucking uh, Heimdall thing is awesome, dude. The Heimdall thing is awesome, but like that whole sequence, I was like, "Yo, they are using Thor's hammer mm-hmm. in very cool, creative ways." That I I would not have remembered Thor one doing. Mm-hmm. Like that feels like a very MCU Phase three type thing. So shout out to them for that. I think that the the, the movie kind of like crescendos maybe one too many times and it really starts to lose steam because the destroyer fight i'm right there with you nick that moment's hype as fuck but the hype is undercut by a couple odd place things not the odin thing i fucking love it as stupid as that is it adds to the attack but like the way the hammer just kind of flies to him and like the way the camera shot you just see his hand kind of go and like it looks like he's standing but he's laying on the ground like it's just like they make they make one bad edit in that whole sequence and it's that his hand is clearly him standing up in the sky Mm because you can't get that angle they shot it from if he's still lying on the ground and then they cut and he's still lying on the ground which and it's weird but it's a, it's then, a poor edit. Then you see it all like suit up and it's like, yo, this is hella cool. He fights the destroyer and, and it's fun. We get, we get the best line. And I'll tell I say this a lot, everyone, and I know it's a running joke right now. If not, it should be that. No, the best line that Kobe says is we should go when I even have it. Hold on. I got it pulled up here. I don't want to mess it up, everyone. I don't I don't want to mess it up. She says, So, is this how you normally look? And he's like, Yeah. She goes, it's a good look. It's a good it's look. Such a fucking perfect read. <laughs> yo, you're Portman. right though. Their chemistry good is like luck. off the fucking chain. Yeah, We're like, yo, chart, she yo. is thirsty. Chart. She is hungry. And she is just there for A-okay. it. Okay, and it's, it's a okay. I, I I love that. Uh, I'm with Andy that the Rainbow Bridge Loki thing. It's like it. it crosses the line into the absurd silly like when he does kind of do the illusion and then it's dead silent and you just hear loki go ha like, <laughs> so fucking funny yeah. uh and i feel like the movie kind of peters out uh with that stuff and it leaves a, a sour taste in my mouth but um overall I, I say this a lot about mcu stuff especially when we look back but like i will never forget watching black panther and then watching uh, Infinity War a couple months later, and when you hear the drums from Wakanda, and then you see it for the first time, and the audience losing their mind because they immediately <sighs> understood the iconography of it all. It we take Asgard for granted because we've had it now for over a decade. But like this movie did a fantastic job of setting up. This is what Asgard is. It's what it looks like. Here's how the people act. Yeah, um, dude, and I, like, I think that that's dope as hell. But the, but but even that those transitions to there right. Where we go and we, we turn upside down and Asgard's right side up, that stuff. That, uh, Thor. Uh, Jotunheim as well, where Jotunheim's just like a, just a plane of ice. I love I love the image of the big dog running on the underside upside, of the ice. Oh, upside come down. on. That stuff always is, is stuff like when I think of Thor, I'm like, those are visual points of of contact for me to your point that like that that stick out. Like somebody thought this through. The production design was actually really well done. And w- whether it was taken for the comics or not, at least it translated very well over to the screen. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the plot and go through this entire movie, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I've been using AG1 the last few months because I figured it was well past time I start thinking about vitamins, but I'm usually not the biggest fan of their format. So being able to drink a flavored water is much more up my alley. And I'm a huge fan here of the fact that it doesn't taste super healthy. It kind of has like this mild tropical taste to it that I look forward to every morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, 
superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny this episode is brought to you by shopify shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved only for big businesses to everyone so upstarts startups established businesses content creators alike can sell everywhere synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed i love how shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to across the globe our content creator friends use shopify to manage all their merch sales and stuff. And I recently got Gia a pair of Allbirds from the Allbirds website, which also uses Shopify. So that's an example of big websites using Shopify for their sales. You can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting on conversion rates, profit margins, and to help you supercharge your knowledge of your sales and your success. You can go to shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you can get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today go to shopify.com slash kf games right now that's shopify.com slash kf games for a free 14-day trial shopify.com slash kf games andy i don't have a plot song but i just thought of one right now so i'm just gonna go with it this is the plot for thor you're gonna hear me roar katie perry yeah, 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 yeah. You got that, oh, I didn't good. get it until the, uh, I those parts, but I, now, now I get it. Now I get it. I just like, I was just Googling, like, what rhymes with Thor? We've got to look for songs that rhyme <laughs> with Thor. Like, well, because we usually do Thor. plot, 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 but Greg isn't here, and we need to be in sync, and Discord makes it a mess. You know how it is. I totally understand. Thank and you. As does Tim. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, let's kick it off. Thor, whosoever holds this hammer, if they be worthy, worthy shall possess the power Thor. Natalie Portman and the killer from the girl with the dragon tattoo hang out in the desert with Kat Denning to track an atmospheric disturbance in the sky. It's a massive tornado. It hits the ground, uh, road in front of them, and then bang, they just smack right into a jacked out Thor. Then we cut back over to Tongsberg, Norway, 1965 AD. The Norwegians used to know about gods, and we get a little backstory about the frost giants in the realm of the cold and darkness. Uh, this is the most 2010 era movie thing ever of like, yeah. yo, we're going to introduce you guys to so much info in the intro. And here right. it is. There's VO and you're seeing a Dude. bunch of cool imagery. It's a lot. It really reminds me of like some of the worst parts of the Transformers mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Like getting that, that part that, that you're lore dump. narrated by Anthony Hopkins. In the Transformers. <laughs> That's movie. true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Getting that lore dump. In the beginning, and it having to do with, like, here's the history and the dinosaurs and the Transformers walk together or whatever. They're like, here's Merlin. Yeah. Andy, what are you doing over in the corner? I'm I'm taking a lore dump. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just dump some lore on your chest right now. Dump a steaming pile (laughs) of lore on your chest. All right. Oh, we got that out of our systems, ladies and gentlemen. Andy, I wrote a note here that said if we were uh, gods, we'd be from the realm of flaming hot Cheetos and dietary distress. We see a young 
we see young Odin uh, square off against the Night King and battle. And the battle is dope, but Odin loses an eye. The Night King. Yes, I know he's not called the Light Night King. I just threw that in there for <laughs> Tim. Uh, they win the war and uh, took the source of the Frost Giant's power, which is called a casket, back to the realm eternal Asgard. Uh, I will also, say, and I, I, I'm not even meaning this as a negative because I kind of like how unique it is. The Frost Giant's animation, whenever they get cut, on something and like parts of them fall off or like later when like the destroyer's door opens up like mm-hmm. with the the tech or whatever it it looks like reptile in mortal Kombat. like the cg is so dated but in a way that looks like it was a choice and like i i hope that it was but either way i i enjoyed the 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 looking back at how classic this movie feels at this point there's a lot of very dated cg in this movie that i feel like even older movies don't look as dated i think it's i think it's not necessarily um the tech i think it's what they were trying to show mm. that really kind of shows its age because in iron man it's a lot of hard surface it's it's just shiny metal looks good in cg and it reflects easily you know but it's harder to show us what like ice breaking down would look like and yeah that wall that the destroyer is behind looks very very like late 90s mm-hmm. yeah incredibly but i will say i love I like that they committed to and and did to a to to a pretty good degree the effect of the frost giants being bigger than the Asgardians. I always think that's kind of cool and freaky. Like when they're sitting there and, and Laffy's just like just like it's not like they're giants. They're just like twice the size of a normal human being, right? This is a little bit like this off-putting amount of bigness. Unless I'm crazy, I think, I'm, I'm I think correct, that right? A, yeah, I mean you're correct, but I think yeah, that counts correct. as a giant. Well, I like mean, Kevin, to me and you, Greg is a fucking giant. You know what I mean? He's a big he, He's abnormally large. He's abnormally large. The man's like 6'4", you know? And, and also for me, somebody with such a, a terrible memory, I forget anything that happened like beyond two weeks ago. I was like, oh, that, yeah, he's called Loki Lafison because his dad's name is Lafi. That's right. Yeah. Forgot. Just forgot the dude's name is Laffy. Because like Laffy sounds like a very mythological type name. But when in the show Loki, they're like Loki Laffyson. He just like Laffyson sounds like such a Middle America <laughs> name. <laughs> Do you think at parties his friends go, "Hey Laffy, shake that Laffy Taffy"? Holy shit! <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck! <laughs> that Laffy Taffy. <laughs> You have you don't have to say it again. Okay. No. Say it again. Well, that's how the song goes, man. Uh, Can you send the time code to Roger? Yeah. <laughs> Roger needs that. It needs to be publicly shamed. I'm fine with it. I didn't even that joke came out and I waited. I waited to tell it for the right time. All right, back to the plot, man. CG really came a long way since Thor 1. Odin tells Loki a little Thor that one of them will have to be king and defend the realm. Spoilers, is going to be the blonde kid, and Thor is super horny for war. He's like, and then he says, a wise king never speaks out, uh, speaks out war, seeks out war, but you must always be ready for it, is the wise um, uh, word. I love how he delivers this, because he's just like, a wise king never seeks out war. But blah 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 blah. Like the wait between the butt before the butt is like so long. It's like he almost was waiting for like Loki or or Thor to like butt in and be like, but blah blah blah. Yeah, young Thor and young Loki cast very well, by the way. Perfect. I love how how just like gung ho fucking Thor is. Mm -hmm. He's just like all for the cause. Like hell yeah, Dad, I'm gonna fight for you. And Loki's just like looking like his emo self, you know. He looks a little, just a little, because his hair's kind of like slicked back in this. 
a little like young mystique. I knew it when you saw. Damn it! (laughs) When you said slick back, I knew what you were gonna say. Like you know, there's there's a couple pieces of celluloid on the cutting room floor that just cuts over. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's blue. He turns blue. Get out of here, you little fucking weird. He does turn blue. Uh, As the scene ends, we dolly past and we see Mew Mew. Uh, Mjolnir is there as well, which is fucking. Uh, every time I see Mjolnir from here on out, I'm just going to be very excited about it. Very excited to see Mew Mew come back. Uh, time jump. Thor is all grown up now, cockier than ever. Odin is not impressed. Neither is Frigga or uh, Lady Sif. Uh, Odin gives a nice speech swearing in Thor. And we get a little backstory on Mjolnir. And it's probably... Listen, guys, I know I said the other line was the coolest, the best line in all the MCU. But here really is the best line. Tim, is there anything cooler? I need you to close your eyes. Andy, keep your eyes as wide open as possible. Don't blink. Is there anything cooler than something that was forged in the heart of a dying star? No. no. And then in a couple of movies, we see it happen. Yeah. Come the fuck on. Man. Yeah. Because I don't, I, I, again, another thing that is referenced in part one and that we just saw it, but like the latest I remember it, it was Peter Dinklage saying that and mm-hmm. how you have to like, this, we're in the, you have to forge this new weapon in the, in the heart of a dying star. The coolest concept of all time. Like, it's just one of the coolest fantasy things ever. Because a dying star is the most dense. Is that correct? Can I get a a science check on that, Kevin? Science. Science. Or do they start to explode and go supernova? A a black hole is the most dense. But, like, yeah, a neutron star. When stars stars collapse before they explode, right? Yeah, so a neutron star is, is the most dense. Michelle, and it takes a long a time hole. for us to see it. So, like, when we see a star explode, happened like thirty minutes ago. At least thirty oh, three uh, minutes. No, a lot longer than that. Around there. The, you, the Forty five minutes. This, if the sun were to explode, that would be eight minutes. We would we wouldn't know for eight minutes. And the you, the, the sun is very close, Andy. Twenty minutes around there. You know what 15, I mean? Twenty. Less our, time our closest... than it takes for me to go to the corner store and get myself a bag of yeah. flaming hots. Like, oh, I I just heard the sun explode, the star explode, and we'll get a snack. I want to watch it. I have about I 45 the, minutes to spare, you know? The, the closest star to us is uh, is four light years away, right? An hour away. Yeah. So if that exploded, we wouldn't know. If, we wouldn't see it for four years. Yeah, buck 20. Forged in the heart of a dying star. Its power has no equal. It is a weapon to destroy or a tool to build. But Odin... Can't bring himself to make Thor king because he knows uh, in his heart that Thor isn't ready uh, to put the realm first. Thankfully, Frost Giants invade in the vault below and try to steal back the casket. Odin calls upon the awesome power of the Destroyer who turns them into dust. Love the sound effect here. It's so... It's, 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 like, the, it's, it's like the equivalent to a Tim Gettys thumbnail. Where it's Thank just, you. could you turn Thank the you. vibrancy up? to 400 and andy goes i don't think that photoshop does that and yeah. he goes if you hit control alt delete f12 it'll <laughs> let you crank noisy. the vibrancy up more and he's like wow there there's only like two colors now because <laughs> <of how laughs> it's just pink it and just pink. that's all it is uh i love it were you such a cool uh, cool sound effect and i love the design of the destroyer as well very much like um uh, the the machine from uh not the man who fell to earth uh what was the Keanu Reeves movie that was a remake where it's like a uh, clot tube rock that next to the day the earth stood still. Yeah. Mm. It reminds me of that, that robot where it just sits there lifeless until it needs to come and kill things. Very, very, very cool. Um, it's face opens up though. Eventually, you know what I mean? Badass. I love that. It opens up and there's nothing inside. Yeah. Just death. Life. Yeah. Uh, Thor wants to march right into Jotunheim and teach Laffy and the rest of the frost giants a lesson for breaking the truce. But Odin reminds him, you're not king, but you're not, King. Not yet. Not yet. 
And you can tell he has the authority because his shoulder pads are way bigger than Thor's. Uh, I I put a note here. I really like all the costumes, specifically the shoulder pads. We should wear shoulder pads into daily life. I don't know why shoulder pads went out and never came back. Uh, Loki manipulates Thor into attacking. And we meet the team, the memorable team, including Lady Sif and the dude who played Punisher in the last Punisher movie underutilized human beings they ride across the rainbow ridge but are stopped by heimdale played by idris you want to talk about something thoroughly underutilized in every mcu heimdale should have been he's one of those characters i'm like we realized probably off the jump but the producers realized way too late where's heimdale's movie where's his story yeah he's he's on the poster which surprised awesome he can see everything it's so cool he can see everything everything, got good What's that? Like why? Not why really. can he see everything? Is it? He has the eyes. He's got the eyes. But what does that mean? That's his eyes of the tiger. You're Wait, gonna like, No one else. Like so, he's like a mutant as guardian. Well, no, all of them have like godlike powers, right? Like Thor could do no. thunder. He can fly, uh, and he's cute. Loki's really good at cooking. <laughs> but Loki, Loki's like good at mischief, right? I just yeah, thought he's he's got I, I assume Heimdall is a god from Norse mythology, right? Oh, I mean, yes, he is, but but I'm just like I'm on it. Keep on talking. I remember leading into Infinity War uh, because like all the movies had the different stones, right? Where it's like there was a a run in Phase Two where most of them had to do with the stone, and everyone was like, "Where's the Soul Stone?" Like it's the one thing we haven't seen, and everyone's theory was, "Oh, his eyes are yellow. Maybe he has the maybe his eyes are the Soul Stone or something." Obviously, that that ended up not being the case, but that was a fun theory back then. Here we go. Here we go, everybody. Um, like all Asgardians, his body is three times more dense and heavy than the humans, Good. contributing partly to his part, contributing partly to his human superhuman strength and weight. Heimdall also possesses extraordinarily. I guess they're just telling us that he has these powers, but why? I see what you're saying, Kevin, because it's just yeah, saying like man. he but, has um uh a extra extraordinarily acute superhuman senses. So super cute. He's a cute guy. Um, yeah. He can hear leaves falling and grass growing. He can sense the life essences of Asgardian gods throughout Asgard's nine worlds. But whoever whoever Sick. said the thing about like, well, that that's that's his power. I guess that's right because like Hela can throw like make blades come out of nowhere, and so Thor cool. controls thunder. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't really know what Odin's power was. I guess he had the uh, Odin force. He had the cool staff and the Odin sleep and all that shit. Well, yeah, the Odin force. But like <laughs> yeah, now that is. he's dead, it's the Thor force. And oh, yeah, Thor, it, is, I, it like it must have come down to him. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. It's a, they're playing fast and loose with this. I, I I know there's a draft where they try to define Heimdall's powers and awesomeness, and then someone casts Idris Elba, and they're like, done. Yeah, who cares? About those anymore. Uh, he's pissed the enemy slipped by his watch. He wants answers and lets them head out to Jotunheim to figure it out via the Bifrost, but warns them that, that he won't open the bridge back if it's too dangerous. They might be stuck there. Volstag wants him to leave the Bifrost open, but he's like, listen, if I leave that thing open, it's gonna it'll it'll over it'll get it's too much power, it'll destroy Jotunheim. And that's called foreshadowing. Off we go to ice. Foreshadowing? Oh, wow. shit. Oh, oh, oh fuck. shit. Dude. Oh, tip of the hat. Listen, listen, audio listeners, you're going to see you're going to see this torn out on the TikTok later. We're lucky if we get one like Laffy Taffy, but we got we got, <laughs> Thor, we got Thor shadowing in the same episode. Are you freaking kidding me? I don't know if you can really bunch yours in with Tim. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
<laughs> you're not you're not invited to this party right now. Okay. You guys just don't know how lucky you are to be listening to these masters of words, these wordsmiths, if you will. Uh, let's see. Off we go to the ice world. Andy, what killed the dinosaurs? The ice hey. age. Ice age. <laughs> they head over to Laffy, who tells them there's been a traitor and they missed the whole time, and calls Thor a boy, a boy playing warrior. And then he tells them to go home because he knows the true cost of war and everything looks like it's pretty okay. Until and they escalate until one of the frost giants calls Thor a princess, and Thor literally drops the hammer on him. I love this shot where he just lets it loose. He just lets it a little bit and then grabs the hammer, and you're like, oh, that's so cool. So dope. Uh, we see Lo- Loki turn blue. Uh, when one of the uh, Loki has a great reaction to, he's like, oh, almost, we were almost out of there. Uh, Loki turns blue. One of the frost giants touches him when that, that touch would usually freeze everyone else. Um, uh, and then let's see, uh, they, they get chased back to the Bifrost by one of the big old terror dogs who runs on the underside of the ice, which is dope. So but Heimdall refuses to open the bridge. So Thor flies through the dog's mouth, killing it. And of Hold course there. Yeah. But before you even get there, which was just incredibly fucking awesome. And it, again, we talk about Ragnarok being the best thing ever and it is but i am surprised at how many of my favorite shots from ragnarok including the camera kind of doing that spin flip thing actually originated here or like we see the big dragon chasing him in the beginning of the thing that's very similar to this uh dog thing running underneath the Mm -hmm. the land i'm like okay cool there was a visual language that taika just kind of took to the ultimate 10 out of 10 level uh but i appreciate what they what they swung for here and i think from a fight choreography perspective i was talking about mjolnir being used in cool ways i think it all starts here like you talking about him dropping it on the dude that's cool but even when he starts spinning it and then like we normally now it's like a classic thor move right where he's like just spinning kind of like a um I don't even know what the fuck nunchuck or something. Nunchuck, yes, like yes, in front of him, yeah. and it's getting him. But when he uses it on the floor to like Just hit kick the up the ice, kick yeah. up the ice, and everyone, I'm like, that, that is, is cool. so sick. And this is like the first yes. fight scene we've seen with Mjolnir. Like, this was such a great debut for Mjolnir. And also, just that, yeah, that sound effect, the like it's a chopper blade, so cool. Yep. Outnumbered and cornered, things look pretty dire until Odin rides in on a horse and silences Thor. He tells Laffy, says, "These are the actions of a boy." Keep them as such, but Laffy's like, no, bro. He knew what he was getting himself into when he tries to stab him. Odin blinds him with his rainbow light and takes everyone back through the Bifrost. Uh, Thor and Odin, of course, argue, and Odin fires back and says, you are a vain, greedy, cruel boy. And then uh, and then to which Thor says, you are an old man and a fool. And then uh, Odin says, you are unworthy of this realms. You are unworthy of this title. You are unworthy of the loved ones you have betrayed. And then he goes, I now take from you your power in the name of my father and his father before. I, Odin Allfather, cast you off. And then he whispers a little something something into Mjolnir's ear. He says, whoever, whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. And shake that laffy toffy. <laughs> he said, Dad, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you will, son. It sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> you will, son. <laughs> oh my god i love it uh <laughs> holy shit what a, what a, door one everybody <laughs> there we go uh if they be worthy and we catch back up with jane and the gang cat denning is all about him and weirdly and his weirdly colored eyebrows and beard and this just oh, so fucking weird. terrible <laughs> dead cat they have on his head 
Andy, I know we I know we did it before, but I need you just to I got I just gotta say a, I gotta say a word about this. Okay, one. yeah, give me get, Nick, give me like one second. I I have it ready. I just wasn't expecting to go this quickly right here. Is it a wig? I don't know. <laughs> wig in now, Scarpino. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard me talk about the great wig conspiracy. There have been your conspiracies on the Reddit threads, the subreddit threads, and I've been there every step of the way with you. Mm-hmm. Some people say Nick hasn't talked about wigs in a while. Are they paying him now? Is he a part of the wig conspiracy? A big wig, as they call it. No, I am not. I don't know if these are hair extensions, a wig. I can't remember what Tim said at the beginning of this thing. It's terrible. The coloring of his hair is terrible. The fact that they colored his eyebrows and his beard is off-putting at best. At worst, it makes me kind of want to throw up a little bit. That said, thank God he grew out his hair for the next movie, and then they just let him cut it. But it's back to long now, and we're worried. We're cautiously optimistic, but we're, <laughs> we're worried. worried. <laughs> As a nation. <laughs> As a nation. Under God. Indivisible. Amen. That is it for my wig podcast. You ain't wrong, Nick. You ain't wrong. I Man, rarely agree with you with the wig stuff, because if I'm being honest, most of the time, I just don't notice. Right. This is bad. <laughs> bad. Uh, Thor kind of freaks out on everyone, so Darcy tases him, and he goes down for the count. Meanwhile, Mjolnir lands in the background, which is a cool shot. Thor goes ham on the hospital staff, so they stick him with the, in the keister with some good stuff, and out he goes. Over in Puerto Antiguo, uh, Jane and Eric and the team at Darcy uh, all talk about wormholes and Eisenstein, Rosenstein bridges, Einstein, Rosenstein bridges, but these like wormholes. Then they look over the pictures from the previous night and see a body falling out of the sky. And they're like, oh, my God, Thor fell out of the sky. Uh, Thor, of course, breaks out of the hospital and Jane hits him again with the car, which I love this beat. Where she's like, how are we going to find him? And she backs up and just slams into him. It's like, eh, it's great. It's good. It's real good. Uh, meanwhile. And, and it's one of the end. It's one of those things that, like, initial immediately you're kind of presented with, here's a problem in the movie. Mm-hmm. And we usually hate whenever things are too convenient, when the answers and solutions are too convenient. And it's like, oh, of course he happened to be there. What are the fucking odds? Right. But solving it in this way is like, it's perfect. It's a perfect way to kind of just have a good comedic beat and move on to the next sequence. Because maybe we don't need a sequence of them searching for him. This is a lot better. Agreed. Uh, let's see. Uh, meanwhile, the townsfolks are having a little party, trying to f- pull Mjolnir out of the stone like Excalibur. Uh, also, someone barbecues it. It looks like a real fun time, actually. Banger cameo here from Stan Lee, who tries to pull out the hammer with his truck and just completely destroys his axle. Uh, and then, man, you forgot Coulson, one of the main characters. My in this man, shows up, dude. And radios it back to Fury. And I'm like, wow, I forgot we're in a Coulson-less MCU now, man. How could we have forgotten R.I.P. Coulson? Dude, I mean, uh, and we're jumping ahead a little here, but like seeing Coulson was like wild and the the post credits of this even. I was like, yo, this has a kind of banger post credit scene, like setting up uh, Loki and the Space Stone in Avengers 1. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there was some like real fucking immediate stakes to that where that was two movies away. And then we got the Avengers. So different time. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he radios that back to Fury, we assume. Uh, and then... <sighs> We cut back over to Jane's lab. We're speaking of cut. Holy shit. Does Chris Hemsworth look incredible in this film? Yeah. Andy. Were they born, born in labs? Now it's time to ring those abs. Welcome back to Rick Those Abs, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino. I'd like to talk to you about a quote. From a famous movie. I can't remember what it came from, but uh, maybe if you guys could uh, look this up. Sure. 
I'll look uh, it up. for me uh, when we're here. It's a very it's an indie film. I, I, I imagine I think it was uh, directed by uh, uh, Steven Soderbergh or something like that. Quote: There has been an awakening. <laughs> and let me tell you guys, fucking Christ, when he comes out of that and he's got the low cut jeans too, and the thrust bucket is so pronounced that it's almost a little fucking insulting. If I'm being yeah, honest right yeah. now, Chris Hemsworth, like you could have backed that off a half inch, we would have been okay. Jesus Christ, he's big, and his fucking arms are ginormous. He's also got that long torso thing going on. Like he's a Andy, star, he was. Remember. He was talking about Star Wars. Okay, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a Star Wars quote. Yeah, I gotta yeah. feel like the penis starts maybe a centimeter below where his waistline, where like where where the the pants and shorts are, or whatever the fuck. But I'm gonna say it's still tasteful in this. What? Yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure, <laughs> as tasteful as 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 uh, the thunder from down under could possibly be. God, he looks fantastic, and everyone notices, and it's great. Uh, let's see. Uh, we cut back over to oh yeah, uh, Sif and the other warriors three are about uh, uh, worry about Thor. Loki plays them all. Hogan floats the idea that the team that Loki is the traitor. Loki heads down to the vault and grabs the casket. Odin stops him and tells him the truth about his origins. He says he's really frost giant, the son of Laffy, uh, taken from the Odinheim when he was left to die after the battle. And he goes, you took me for a purpose. What was it? He says, I thought we could unite the kingdoms one day, bring all, bring a permanent peace through you. And then uh, the, dumbest the- take I could possibly have, but I, I need to just get something off my chest. All right. Okay. I wish Thor and Loki were just brothers. I feel like all this backstory, I get it. It makes sense. It adds up. But Thor, Loki being a frost giant, I also understand we'd have a completely different movie if he wasn't. But there's just something about it. I feel like if they were actual blood brothers, it would it would make it a little bit more intriguing. Because, like, I see them as actual brothers. And then when I'm reminded, they're not really. Which, like, I get, you know, there's a whole thing. Yeah. I just think it's kind of weird. It's something that's not my favorite about the, the stories. But well, I, I think I'd maybe agree more with you if... Uh, maybe they had just met like when they were 10 years old or 12 years old or something, but like they've been there since birth. I feel like, and so I guess the thing I'm, and I'm totally with you. And I I feel like even as I'm saying this, I'm I'm presenting myself incorrectly. I don't like that. He turns blue. Like, I I don't like that. Like he Loki, the Loki, we know kind of like has this whole other thing going on that like in the future, we don't really get much of. Uh, And like, I get he's the master. Like he can do the illusions and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. There's just something about it where it's like one too many elements that I'm like, is messy and it just yeah. doesn't need to be as messy but they make it work they make it work you they know what yeah but i don't they... like that he to- that he has the ability to do the blue thing thank like, you thank you it just it does feel like something that's just been so long forgotten about mm-hmm. <laughs> now let me ask you this question andy do you not like the blue thing because you associate the blue thing now with my voice going Ooh. yeah yeah honestly yeah how, yeah yeah that's what I <laughs> we did it. how percentage wise how much of it is because you don't like it as a narrative device and how much of it is the Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i was at 90 10 i go okay. about 90 10 95 90, yeah because yeah, the voice okay got it uh let's see odin passes out from all the stress and loki calls the guards thor eats a bunch of stuff and loves it and smashes a cup on the ground like a good old norse guy that he is uh, and then he overhears the town's uh, men talk about Mjolnir and figures he can get his powers back. I like the dynamic here. I like the fish out of waterness. I think it's fun watching Thor how to figure out how to drink coffee out of a mug in a, in a diner and then smash the glass. I think uh, uh, Stellan Sarsgaard does a great job here bringing some level of prestige and authenticity to these scenes, as does Natalie Portman, that I think would be lacking if they weren't there. And then Kat Denning just being comic relief, I think, is the one-two punch. I just enjoy these scenes. Um, 
Eric tells Jane, uh, takes uh, talks Jane out of uh, uh, taking Thor to the crash site. So he bids them farewell, and Natalie Portman blushes, and it's everything. It is uh, everything. Uh, yo, can we just for one second talk about how great their chemistry is? That's good. And we cam, have both cam, of them. Cam, 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 cam. What's the final note? <laughs> what cam, note do they hit? I love it. I think this is a, it's an all time great. Like there's just a fun to their relationship that like it's, I think a perfect example of a shallow relationship that is built on tropes, but they just commit so hard to it that I just believe in it because we've all been there where for either us or we've seen people around us, like to have two people look at each other and just kind of like fall in whatever it is, whether it's lust or love or something in between. And I, I truly believe that about them on, on camera. And I, I love that for them. And I love the idea that in a few short weeks, we're going to see both of them as Thor. I, I love it too. And we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to the scene that I think is one of my favorite in the movies, which when they're having the uh, very illegal, very dangerous fire on top of the roof of the building that was probably built in uh, 1920, but they just smile at each other. And I don't, maybe it was a horrible shoot. Who knows? I don't know. But sometimes I, it just looks like people are having fun while they're filming the movie. And that was one of those sequences. And this was one of those moments where I was like, this just looked like that was a, her smile in this and her blushing in this was kind of genuine and, and they had good chemistry. And I'd like to believe that. And if, if you've seen any trivia that speaks uh, otherwise, do not send it to me because I need Also, it. She just, she's a good actor. <laughs> so it's not, I mean, Natalie probably got chemistry too. with a fucking... Yeah, pull, but you know she is. They're she, they're both great actors. Everyone in the scenes good actors, but specifically, like sometimes I've seen really good actors not have great chemistry together. It happens sometimes. Chemistry is mm-hmm. that is that thing you can't quite explain. And these two just light up the screen when they're mm-hmm. both on it together, and that's good. That's that's what's so fun about this movie. Um, Eric talks. Let's see. Uh, when they get back to their office, Coulson is there to appropriate all their gear. Eric tells them he's going to uh, reach out to their colleague who's dealt with S.H.I.E.L.D. before. Meanwhile, the Warriors 3 rush to Odin, but instead of finding Oak and they, Odin, they find the new king, Loki, who has taken the throne. Uh, Odin has fallen into the Odin sleep. And then I bet, which asks the question, what if other people fall into the Odin sleep? Do they still mm. call it the Odin sleep? What if Tim sleeps a lot? Very, no, it's just if, if, if that happens to Thor, it would be the Thor sleep so if loki falls into what they call the low, the low key sleep so he's mm-hmm. low key tired yeah Fuck, fucking and shit. if and three if, baby and, <laughs> like, and, and, great questions a lot of great stuff y'all are are you know asking the audience right now because i have a similar question regarding like you will be given the power of thor yeah well what's his real name it's a good question yeah, like, should it be you because of the power of the gods or whatever? No, wait. What do you mean? His his real name is Thor Odinson. Oh, but I guess yeah. I guess but he, like he's saying you can. I think you're looking at it the wrong way semantically or pedantically. You you will be given the power of Thor. So power, Thor got his powers taken away. So yeah. whoever. So if someone else was like, if Captain America had like picked up the the thing, he could have gotten the power of like lightning and shit. Right. That's how I read. That's hard. I mean, he did that. get that. Power, Which we right? got. Yeah, we do yeah. see that. Yeah. So I guess technically that is the power of Thor, but we'll have to find out in a few short weeks. What do they call Natalie Portman? Do they call her Thor? Because I think they do. Yeah, that's uh, that's my thing. You have to imagine the hammer still has, like, is imbued with the power if anyone can pick it up, right? Yeah. God, the hammer pulled you off. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It is very good. (laughs) 
That was really good. Uh, let's see. The Warriors 3 beg Loki to bring Thor back, but he gives them some bullshit about the good of Asgard, so they back down. Jane spots Thor heading into a pet shop where he goes in and asks for a horse. And so oh. she offered, despite her better, uh, better feelings toward it, she offers him a lift. Uh, on the ride out to the crash site, they sort of crush on each other, and it's adorable. Over in Asgard, uh, Frigga tries to reassure Loki by telling him Thor's Bruh. banishment had a purpose, and he realizes Rousseau. Thor is still a threat. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, that's, yeah. I forgot. I just forgot, you know? And it's like, yeah. they, thank you for reminding us in Endgame. That was fantastic. That was yeah. special. Uh, and it reminded me that next week there is sad things to look forward to. But seeing her in this, it's just like, damn, y'all motherfuckers got Anthony Hopkins and Renee Russo. Y'all sure did that. Did. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, that scene in Endgame, just so good. Where she's like, you're not the Thor that I know. The future hasn't been kind to you. And he's like, I'm totally, I'm, t- I'm not, I'm not the Thor. <laughs> I'm oh not, my not God, I just got goosebumps. God, it's what so a good. movie. What a uh, movie. The fact that they could, the fact that they could legit, and no future spoilers, but the fact that they could legit kill her off in the next movie next week. And then somehow find a way to bring her back and have <laughs> her in the future spoilers. <laughs> to have her be in one of the best scenes in endgame is just it's so cool that's great i love that scene and he's like and chris hemsworth talk about a guy that really came into his own as an actor crushes that part just crying the entire mm-hmm. time so good anyway uh over in asgard uh she t- she tells uh she talks to loki about thor and, and loki kind of like oh shit thor is still a threat jane and thor get to the crash site and find uh uh an entire shield city built around it uh, you th- and she says, you think you're going to just walk in there, grab your stuff and walk out? And he goes, no, I'm going to fly out. And then he breaks in and all hell breaks loose and the alarm sounds. And Eric calls uh, Jen, uh, Jan, excuse me, Jane calls Eric and leaves him a message that she did exactly what he told her not to do. Uh, Thor fights his way to the center while Coulson calls in a special sniper who first, for no reason, grabs a sniper rifle and is like, no, you know what, today, today I'm going to try something a little different. Something I've never tried before. A bow and arrow. And everyone's like, oh shit, it's Hawkeye. Not the best introduction for Barton, but whatever. Here's um, the thing. I remember in 2011, fucking watching this movie months after I was in theaters, alone in my room, and I saw this, I'm like, that's motherfucking Hawkeye. Holy shit, we're getting the Avengers. Like, it's just... That was such a crazy moment where nowadays it's like we got like, you know, the the new Falcon popping up in Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, later known as Fanboy in Top Gun Maverick, of course. Uh, and we're used to that type of stuff where anytime we see someone, we're like, oh, yeah, they're going to be a thing at some point. But I didn't expect to see him in this movie. No. And uh, even then, I mean, leading into Thor, you mentioned before you had to watch this, you're like, I'm not excited for Thor. I was being somebody who didn't give a shit about Thor because of the post-credit sequence in Iron Man and having everybody show up and what the fuck? Why? Like, what is this post-credit scene? There's a hammer there. Oh my God. They're doing like that shit hyped me up. Just thinking that all that they could be connected in some way. Um, But this scene always threw me off. I think the framing and uh, the direction of this sequence always threw me off. We, I probably brought it up last time. It's always something that's annoyed me where it's like, so he's on top looking down, but it really looks like he's somewhere far away. Kind of like it's just shot in a really odd angle where he's like, I've got an eye on him. We got to now now or never like I have the shot. But like he's in this really 
thin like kind of cylinder <laughs> like it just doesn't seem like it makes sense in terms of like where he is spacing wise that it he would have a shot there and they show at the very very end that he's basically aiming straight down but like he hasn't been doing that the whole time it just throws me off just throws yeah it's, I mean, but it does speak volumes to how coordinated this crew is because he just jumps in that little bucket and that thing immediately goes up. And it's like, I don't know. I guess someone's yeah. there. Someone's just on the fucking ball when it comes to the man mover. Uh, let's see. Let's see. He heads back in and reaches Mjolnir. Uh, as he does so, Colson tells him to hold off. He's like, I want to see what happens next. Uh, this is after, of course, he double kicked the mini boss in the chest uh, through the mud. Yes. Uh, and when he grabs Mjolnir, nothing happens. Thor cannot lift the hammer from the stone. He is not worthy. This is another one of those moments where I I love it despite some awkward edits. Um, where I think it kind of just works in its favor for the the fun of this movie. But he's trying so desperately. The score's kind of rising. We're feeling firm. We're like, oh, this is sad. Like he's not Thor anymore. He has the biceps, but he doesn't got it. Uh, and he's like going for it, and it's cutting. You see his face, and he's struggling, and it just keeps cutting over to Colson. Like I swear to God, and it's only once, but it feels like it cuts like six times. And he's just kind of like just standing, yeah. just looking at him. And like when it doesn't happen, Colson like. It felt like he like shakes his head. He's like just dis- disappointed. <laughs> like, but it's it, also it, it also there's not a whole lot of logic behind it because the fact that we don't know what this dude is. This dude just beat up a lot of people. Is this a threat? No, no, no. Let him. Let's see what happens here. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? What if this guy is a superhero? Gets the hammer, destroys all of you. <laughs> like that. You, like there's no way that any person trying to hunt down this man would be like, no, no, no. Let's see what he has to say. Let's see what he's gonna do well, with remember, this hammer. <laughs> remember, Andy. Recently, we just watched all the Marvel one shots on Disney Plus, including on the way to Thor's hammer, where we got. I think that was the one where we see Colton. Colton's fucking high off adrenaline for just beating up a bunch of people in a a gas station. <laughs> oh right. That's right. <laughs> Now, Remember you Coulson talking, just in a gas station <laughs> just shooting people and shit? It's crazy. As you guys were talking, I spent all the time, no surprise, not listening. Yeah, uh, I was actually trying to look up a picture of Chris Hemsworth's arm as he was trying to pull this thing out of the stone. Because it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I failed you. I, d- I didn't find it at all. So everything I'm saying right now is useless. But I urge you I'm to I'm glad you didn't just, listen and, to us for that. Yeah, and just pause... <laughs> Pause that point because holy shit, this is a sad moment. But his arms look incredible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Thor screams to the heavens and collapses to his knees. He's taken into custody as the as the as the weird Triforce symbol disappears from the Mjolnir, which doesn't really come back. Is that a thing? What what is the this thing? Did you guys catch this? Say it again. Oh, the I, the the symbol on it. It's the three ovals together, like intertwined. Oh, it looks like a little leaf of some sort. I don't know what that's for. I, isn't that just the Asgardian like? Symbol. Like the crest, it, symbol, it only but... appears when Odin's talking. Like it reappears on the hammer when Odin is like when he whispers to it, "Power of Thor." Because like we see, and in, in the other movies, like there's moments where he like doesn't attack, and then it makes that on the floor, hmm. like a, a glyph type thing. Okay, that makes sense. Holy shit, the guys! I'm I'm on the fucking. I see I Chris Anka is in the live chat on Patreon right now, and I know that motherfucker knows what's up with this. So. I'm I'm looking for some facts, Chris. Andy, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna slack this to you so you and I can just enjoy this. Okay. Just gonna enjoy this time together. Whoo! Look at those fucking things. Arms. This JPEG is just gonna be called arms <laughs> with the <a> Z. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna save that off and just leave it on the desktop for a bit. Yeah, Brody. Come on, that's gonna stay there. Um 
Of course, let's see. Where are we? Nothing happens. Uh, anyway, Heimdall watches the whole thing go down and then changes the channel. Uh, Darcy finds Mew Mew in the children's book, and Jane argues with Eric. He's like, this is all just magic and, and hogwash. And she says, maybe magic is just science we don't understand yet. Uh, and then she, I have to quote uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. No, Arthur Clark. Anyway, science fiction writer. Uh, Coulson interrogates Thor but has to leave. Loki shows up in the mirrorverse and tells Thor that his father is dead. All of it was too much for him to bear. So cruel to put the hammer in your reach without with knowing you could never lift it. He tells Thor that his mother has forbidden him to return. The truce with Jotunheim is dependent on his staying banished. Thor uh, uh, apologizes to his brother and then thanks him for coming. And he's like, oh, you're like, oh, that's a little new there. Uh, and the hair is even worse in this light. Important to know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, Loki tries to lift Mjolnir just in case and fails. I, I like that. He just is like, hey, let's just see what happens here. He tries to lift it. And it's like, nah, I can't get that. Ah, cool, cool, cool. uh, and then Eric comes and lies to Coulson about Thor doing roids. And Coulson knows he's full of shit. But uh, on the way out, Thor grabs Jane's journal and Coulson orders them followed. Uh, they head to the bar and Thor admits to being lost. Eric tells him that that's the first step toward figuring out a new direction is to be lost. And then Thor, fi Thor finally realizes that his father was trying to teach him responsibility. He swears to Eric that he means Jane no harm, and Eric makes him promise to leave town after they get super drunk, which, of course, backfires. Uh, Loki pays his real father a visit, and I love... Uh, uh, I don't know why I said love the size difference. Oh, Laffy, that's right. He pays Laffy a difference, and I love the size difference. Uh, he offers Laffy a deal. He'll sneak them back in, uh, to kill Odin, and they can get the casket, casket back. Uh, when he returns, Heimdall calls him out for being sneaky AF, and Loki makes him swear to keep the Bifrost closed until he repairs the damage Thor has done. Uh, Thor brings Eric back to Jane's trailer, and the old codger is drunk as a skunk. But Thor, barely even drunk at all, not even at all. Codger, uh, good word right there. Thanks, man. I looked it up. A codger um, in a in a podunk town. That's what it is, man. Sorry, Andy. I promised you we were gonna. I just I'm just gonna send it to you right now, just so you can see. Yeah, I was waiting. Know. I was like, are you sending me this photo? What the fuck? Like this that went to Tim first. Sorry, that was by accident. Here's here's arms. And you know what? Gonna send the <laughs> Tim wasn't supposed to get Tim deleted. Oh, oh great. I... <laughs> there you go. Great. I just got a got a slack from Nick that uh that definitely is a JPEG that just says arms.jpg. Arms yeah. is spelled with a Z. Yep, there it is. <clears throat> I can follow through on my back. Oh yeah, yeah. wow. Good yeah. lord. Holy shit, those are huge. Uh wow. Let's see. Jane is all flustered when he shows up in her in, into her makeshift apartment and throws a dirty plate in the cabinet. Then they head up to the roof and sit by a makeshift fire. And these two are just cute together. Thor gives her uh, her journal back, and she's grateful, even though he's like, sorry, this is all I can get from S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, but she's still worried that S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to come and take everything away, and Thor tells her not to give up. He draws a tree and tells her about the nine realms of the cosmos and the world's tree, uh, which they can see uh, on the Hubble telescope, which is cute that he can't <laughs> pronounce that. And immediately, uh, I just think of, like, how excited I am to play God of War again. Absolutely. Do you also think maybe, like, in the back of your brain, Andy, while Tim's not here, the cat's away, mouse will play? Do you just, when you look at these two, you're like, make out already. Can you make out already? I like that you said mouse will play because you're the only one who's going to play. Yeah, you're not going to play. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, too, you're, you're too on the street and narrow, my friend. <laughs> uh, these two fall asleep under the stars. And meanwhile, over in Asgard, Lady Sif rallies the, the warriors three to go find Thor. Uh, Heimdall calls for them. 
He says, you would defy, or calls him out, rather. He says, you would defy the command of Loki, our king, and commit treason to bring Thor back? And they say yes. And he goes, good. Uh, he's like, I, I want to know what's going on. But he's like, but I can't uh, I can't be here. So Heimfeld bounces, but he leaves his sword in the Bifrost control unit, and off they go to Earth. Colson and the team head back out to the uh, in their Acuras, <laughs> which is a very wild sponsorship, while Thor and Jane make Eric and Darcy uh, some tasty breakfast. And he's like, listen, I'm all domesticated now. I know how to make eggs and toast, and I'm a different man. I'm a changed person. Uh, Loki heads down to the vault and calls in the Destroyer. Uh, Lady Sif and the Warriors walk down Main Street, and it's weird, and I don't like this shot. And this is where this movie starts to break apart a little bit. Uh, Thor, of course, is overjoyed to see his friends, but he tells them he can't come home because of his dad's death. And they're like, what the heck are you talking about, man? You got it all wrong. Loki has played you. Uh, and then Loki heads back over to the Bifrost and fires Heimdall and then freezes him mere inches away from Heimdall, shoving his Bifrost up where the rainbow don't shine. Uh, down on Earth. I just have to call it out. It's Heimdall, and I know chats. I know comments are going to say it. It is. Hold me accountable for not correcting you. You're right, and I apologize because I typed it in Heimdall, and then I think I put the auto corrected it, so it just didn't. It didn't pop up. So Heimdall with an A. I feel like they say Heimdall a lot, though. They call Heimdall, but it is spelled with an A. I think it's the accent. It's. Well, in, in, in the UK, mm-hmm. the A's and E's are interchangeable. You can just do whatever you want with them. Like They're like baked beans. Because <laughs> they can be breakfast, too. Ain't I, when he started saying it, when he said the, in the UK, I was like, where is this going to end? I did not expect yeah. him to compare it to baked beans. I but mean, you it know made what? sense. Yeah, he did it. Got there. In the morning. Yeah, exactly, I'm guys. shocked. There was some logic behind yeah. it. Wow. Huge. Huge. How excited are you that that worked? Oh, dude. <laughs> It didn't work until Kevin said because you can have them for breakfast and everyone I, got it. I just that see was a, that was I a just, dart in the dark. I just see Nick running through a dark hallway, like looking for a door. Like what's here? Like that's Wait, what the brain's going through the in that moment. In the dark. It was dark in the dark, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and in that one, the brain did not find the door. <laughs> the no, brain, no, no. <laughs> that one, that one, the door went like it just hit right against my forehead. I was like, I think I found something. You hard. stepped on a fucking shovel or some shit and it fucking came out and hit you. <laughs> um, down on Earth, a storm brews in the distance. The destroyer has arrived, and uh, I love when uh, Colson says, uh, "Colson says is that." Oh uh, no, uh, one of the agents goes, "Is that one of Starks?" And Colson goes, "I don't know. That guy never tells me anything." Uh, and then the destroyer opens fire, and I stand by the fact that the sound effect is freaking great. Yeah, uh, Thor tells everyone he's mortal now. His friends are like, "We gotta go take care of this." He's like, guys, I'm mortal now, and I, I love this part because he's like, "I can't, I can't help you. I'll just be in the way, but I can help get some of these townspeople out of here because I've only been here for an hour, but they trust me because I'm tall, and people just inherently trust trust tall yep. people." Such bullshit. Uh, it's horseshit. Uh, the Warriors 3 walk like idiots down Main Street and try to fight the Destroyer, but it goes poorly. Poor Volkstag takes the brunt of it and gets bounced around like a hacky sack. Uh, Thor tells Sif to retreat. They've done everything they can against the awesome power of the Destroyer, and she's like, oh, okay, you're going to come with this? like, yeah, 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 I got this. Don't worry about it. And then Thor walks and squares off against him, and he speaks directly to the Destroyer, but by proxy he speaks to Loki and says, uh, oh, Sorry, she says, what about you? He says, I got a plan. Uh, they retreat. He faces off and says, brother, whatever I have done to wrong you, I am truly sorry. But these people are innocent. Taking the, their lives will gain you nothing. So take mine and end this. And at first, the destroyer kind of powers down. You're like, oh, it worked. For once, we can just Sh- talk bam! through our problems. And it's just bam, just gets backhanded and Back. dead. Um, and it's, I mean, he kills him too here, which is crazy. Jane runs to his side and Thor is just, uh, tells her it's over. He says, you're safe. And he closes his eyes and he draws his last breath. But then... Something's happening, man. There's been an awakening. <laughs> Something's happening. There's been an awakening. Something's a literal going awakening. On. Because up in Asgard, uh, Odin sheds a tear. 
why, you ask? Because things are about to get so fucking hype, I can't stand it. And we hear it, we see it again. Whosoever holds it, if they be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. And off in the distance, like a fucking rocket from hell, Bjolnir just shoots up into the sky. And where does it land? That's right. A hand so muscly that you just don't want, you don't want to shake it for fear that it will destroy all the bones in your body. You got to assume that Mjolnir is like worried about like, God damn, I'm worried about being crushed by this man. This man's hand is powerful. Uh, It's awesome. Uh, It lands and it's this hype ass moment. All, all All the cool armor comes with him. We see it, uh, and it makes Andy look like, oh, well, I said something about Andy looking like a child. Uh, and Natalie Portman sums it up perfectly. <laughs> I don't know why. A muscle man. Here's, it, here's what I wrote. I, oh, I, I said something about Andy looking like a child. You don't even get to it. It's just... <laughs> he did. I said, and I quote, like a, did, muscle man, a muscle man. He didn't even have the joke. He didn't no. even have it written no. down. He here. just said, I, fuck it. I might as well throw in this insult, even though I never developed it fully. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not. It's actually It's actually worse. It gets worse than that. I said, a, a muscle bound hand so perfect. It makes Andy's look like a child. That's that was it's not a good joke. It wasn't even worth noting, but I just saw Andy and Child and thought maybe there was something in there as a as a good get for Andy. But it's not. But Natalie Portman it's sums up a good joke. Not, yet, <laughs> joke. not yet. She sums this up perfectly. She says, Oh my god. As Thor lifts off into the skies and just shoves Mjolnir through the destroyer's face. And then it he heads shouldn't back. work. Natalie Portman saying, oh, my God, when Thor, a god, does something, shouldn't work, and it fucking does, and that's what I'm talking about. It's that chemistry, baby. I love it. Um, And then we we get my favorite line uh, where uh, she comes back and she says, so this is how you normally look. And it goes, yeah. She goes, hey, it's a good look. (laughs) It's it's great. You're like, these two, come on, come on, just make out already. Uh, (laughs) Thor brokers a deal with Coulson on Jane's behalf and gets all of her equipment back. Then he flies off to show her his bridge, and she giggles. She literally giggles, and I love these two. Uh, Loki watches the Frost Giants, uh, as, uh, welcomes the Frost Giants to Asgard as uh, Heimdall, Dale, excuse me, Dal, screams from behind his ice. Uh, Thor begs for his help as the ice uh, and his scream break away, and Heimdall uh, and his body, and he kills the two Frost Giants with ease and opens the uh, the Bifrost. Uh, Thor gives Jane a little smoochy smoochy on her hand and gives her his word that he'll return for her, and she kisses him real hard to seal the deal. And how do you spell hot, Tim? I spell it H-A-W-T with a Thor. Good, good. They head back through the Bifrost as Laffy attacks Odin's sleep chamber. But it's not Thor that saves him. It's Loki that saves him with a blast, uh, and he blasts him to smithereens. Of course, Loki always planning ahead. He wants to be king of Asgard. Uh, he gets the better of Thor, uh, and, and oh, excuse me, he gets the better of Thor and heads back to the Bifrost and sets it to full blast so he can destroy Jotunheim. Why? Not quite sure. Uh, Thor and Loki square off, but Thor won't fight him. He says, "This is madness," and he goes, "Is it? Is it?" And he goes, "What happened to you on Earth that turned you so soft? Don't tell me it was that woman. Maybe we're done. When we're done here, I'll pay her a little visit." And it's like, "Oh man, you don't understand. That smooch was good, Brody. Uh, this is just the motivation that Thor needs. He fight. They fight, and uh, just Thor puts him, just punts him through the Bifrost." Uh, Loki hangs off the edge, and oh, I guess spoilers, this is a trick. You don't do that. He stamps Thor. Ha, uh, but then bitch. Thor uses. Ha, gotcha, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> but then Thor uses the awesome power of his lightning to stun his ass. And then, funniest thing ever. Great. Another great stand up moment. Just places Mjolnir on his chest. And Loki's like, fuck, <laughs> I can't get up. It's such a good. Tom Hiddleston, not enough credit for this moment where he's like, ooh, 
and he just and he just cannot move because he's just plastered to the ground. I think about uh, it though, like the what does that feel like to Loki? You know, because it's like it, yeah, but like how heavy is Mjolnir? Like it's holding him down, but it's like See, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's a heavy. weird. I don't mm. think it's heavy. I think it just can't be moved. So I don't think okay. Mjolnir, because remember there's a moment where, and obviously it was a, it was a joke and we'll, we'll get to it in the next one that, that they just kind of kept in, but there's a moment where, where Thor hangs Mjolnir on the coat rack. Yeah. It's fine. I think Mjolnir is light. I think it's like, it'd be like if you made a, a, a hammer out of titanium. I just think that if you can't, if you're not worthy, not you just can't move the fucking thing. I, I think he kind of has the power to kind of, Aluminum. because th- there are moments there, Tim, where I do think it's heavy and painful for Loki underneath there. Like it, it doesn't look like a I, frustration that I'm stuck here. There's a moment where Loki's like, oh, God damn it. Like, this is hurting my chest right now. I, maybe. And I, I think, uh, it's always that thing where, like, Kevin, why don't they do that to everybody? Ant-Man, I, jump up yeah. the asshole. Expand. Right, you know? Jump so up the asshole. We've, seen, we've seen how that would work. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Nick's right in the sense that, like, unless you're trying to lift it, like, I think that's when it becomes heavy. So on his chest, like, back. I think it's when he's trying to breathe in. <laughs> That's when he's feeling a little the tough. Pain. A little tough, yeah. Mjolnir is forty two point three pounds. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. That's actually pretty heavy. No, that's that's really light for it to be like made out of metal. Like like most metals, like if it was solid metal, it would be significantly more than that. Right? Um Hold on, hold yeah. on. This is very, very important here. Uh, for example, Marvel, which publishes the Thor comics, issued a Thor's Hammer trading card in 1991 that states Mjolnir is made of Uru and weighs mm-hmm. precisely 42.3 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's lighter than a herd of 300 billion mice. Hmm. No. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think that's true. I mean, no, that's 300 billion is a lot of mice. That's that, a, that, it is than that, than that, than mice. Oh, it's lighter. It's lighter than three. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that checks out. That's um, it. That's a unit of measurement I'm used to. Science explains why no one nice. can lift Thor's hammer. If you're not worthy, Mjolnir weighs 12,000 trillion pounds. Holy fuck. So that I don't know. Sense. We're getting a lot of different numbers here. We're just throwing numbers out there. You can't just say thousands. More billion dollars. Anyway, uh, Loki says, look at you, the mighty Thor, with all your strength. What good is it now? There's nothing you can do. Uh, so Thor calls Mjolnir back to him and uses his hammer to destroy the Rainbow Bridge. And of course, as he does so, Odin wakes up and saves them from falling to eternity. And then uh, Loki pleads with his father. says, I could have done it, father. I could have done it for you, for all of us. And his father just goes, no, Loki. And Loki's like, oh, that sucks, man. And then it is such a bummer, falls dude. Falls into the black hole left by the Bifrost. I, I get this is like supposed to be a powerful moment, but this is what I was talking about earlier. It's just I don't like how any of this is like portrayed, how it's shot, how it's like the way they're all hanging like cartoonically, comically of Odin like holding a stick and Thor's holding a stick down to Loki. Mm-hmm. And they're all it's like it just feels really stupid. And like it goes back to what Andy was saying of like the some of the CG just really looking like dumb and not holding up. And it's like this was a choice that they didn't need to make. It's true. Uh, Jane, of course, watches from Earth as the bridge closes for good. Back in the upside down world of Asgard, everyone enjoys a great feast except Thor, who misses Jane, uh, and Sif, who likes Thor. Uh, Thor heads over to Odin, who tells him he'll be a wise king, but Thor knows he still has much to learn. So someday, perhaps, I shall make you proud. Uh, to which Anthony Hopkins, in a not so proud way, says, You've already made me proud. But it's like, it's like when a dad tells his like, kid, Shut you, up. you made me proud because you just you put the cleats on. It's like, But you didn't yeah. get a goal. You know, you didn't win the game. You just, you tried. It's cute. Yeah, but you went in there and those guys were way bigger and taller than you. Yeah, and you're, and he's like, okay, but that I didn't win. 
And meanwhile, you're like, you know, deep down, the only reason you did it was for the orange slices. And sometimes, yeah. occasionally, someone forgets to bring the orange slices, so they bring pop tarts. No, I mean, at the end of the games, it was always it was always hot dogs and burgers and uh, Gatorades. It's high seas. You get the squeezy high seas too, or not the high seas, the Hawaiian punches. No, high seas. Mm-hmm. Which ones are the ones in the little the pops at the, the bottom? Yeah, it's a high seas, I believe. Maybe. Yeah, that's when I that's what I looked forward to. My parents would give me donuts before and after. It's no wonder. <laughs> it's no wonder. <laughs> Donuts before and after an athletic yeah, yeah. event <laughs> and during. It's, it's no wonder. Let's just put it that way. Before, after, and during. Yeah. Oh man. Thor heads over to hang out with Heimdall uh, and asks about Earth, and she, he says, "There's always hope." And he says, "Can you see her?" He says, "Yes." How is she? She searches for you. And then we cut back over to the team back in their lab, and Eric and Darcy are running around all crazy, prepping something, and Jane's kind of working for Shield. Yeah. Kind of a cool little thing. I like it. And Jane's checking all, all of the, 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 tab, the tables and all that stuff and then checks her watch and realizes it's time and she looks up and she smiles. And then we get, and that's it. And that is Thor. And then we get a nice little uh, little bit of a, a little title that we hadn't seen ever, I don't think. It says Thor will return in the Avengers. Yeah, that was nice. Which is cool. uh, I, I think we had seen that Iron Man will return. Okay. Uh, I, I think we got. But but yeah, it was it was fun seeing that. Um, and also, I want to give a shout mm-hmm. out to this credit sequence. Like mm-hmm. MCU always has those dope ass like uh, credits before the the white on black. And I think that this one, while kind of simple, and I think nowadays especially not really that cool. I had never seen flying through nebulas look like that before. And the sound design in particular, I thought was really cool. Every time they like whoosh by a planet or something, it's like there's a they did a, a lot of keen eyed and keen eared viewers were noticed the the intricacies that they added there. Uh, but then we got the post credits, love which it. was uh, very cool. Uh, we get that post, and then we get the final post credit sequence. Eric meeting with Nick Fury, and Fury, and Fury shows him the Tesseract. But spoilers, Loki's there too, and he is in control. He's like, oh, this is gonna be good. Oh, and that's the end of Thor. Oh, Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy. Please hit me with haiku and review, Andy. Seven syllables in the middle. They'll need five for the first and last line. If it's not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like Eric Myers did, and only Eric Myers this week, with his review in haiku form. Hemsworth has much bulk. This film may rank low, but Thor is better than Hulk. It is. Wow. Good job. There we go. There we go. Great job, Eric. I love yeah. that. Um, but yeah, overall, we did it, boys. Thor won down. We got Dark World next week, which, yeah, you know, not the best. Yeah, but then we got Ragnarok, and then we got the new one. So we I got some fun. I'm excited worst, to see her right? sucking out the red juice. Oh, and uh-huh. sucking in the, the red juice, and the red juice getting ether. sucked into people. And yeah, I'm like, but I do think, I think that for with this whole rewatch, like obviously it's fun watching this for just fun reasons. But I think next week's is probably going to have a, a lot more to do, if I imagine correctly, with Thor, God, uh, Love and Thunder, than. Uh, than even Ragnarok, maybe like just in terms of storylines, because Natalie, Natalie coming back, like I'm sure the ramifications of this Infinity Stone being inside of her is probably going to lead to something of why she's Thor. But exciting times, everybody! Like I said earlier, we got Lightyear for Pixar and Review coming later this week. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yo, if you're a fan of any entertainment stuff in pop culture, like right now is a great time to be a kind of funny fan as well. On the screencast, things are straight up popping off. We got reviews for The Boys, Miss Marvel, and Obi-Wan Kenobi Weekly. Uh, in addition to that, we have our Stranger Things Season one, volume season four, volume one. Uh, thoughts up on screencast. Check out screencast. We need more subscribers over there. I'd appreciate it very, very much because we work very, very hard. Uh, and scheduling it all is very, very hard as well. But until next time, I love you all. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>